What up, cooks? Welcome to Tim Vexabam's show, episode 28. I'm coming in loud and hot today. I don't know, man. I'm, you caught me in a mood. I'm in a mood. Oh, man, did I have a mixed week. A week of good and bad. I did a bunch of comedy, open mics, and let's just get the elephant out of the room. I hate people mooching off me man just because i have an excess of resources i was gonna say stats fuck it status wealth connections peers peers as in the other kind of peers like in an oceanfront property I don't like people using me for my fucking class i don't like fuck i don't like okay I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. If you look at me like somebody that is like just going to let you take advantage of me, wrong. And can I get a red X? Can I get a X for no for get the fuck out of here? Can I get a circle with a line through it? Holy shit, dude. Um, I don't know why I'm like so afraid to say what I'm thinking right now, but like, so fuck it. There's this dude who kept fucking coming up to me in the past week and just decided that I would be his driver. He's not a talented. He's, he's fuck it. I don't care if he, he, maybe he's talented. He's, he came up to me. He's like, Hey, can I get a ride? I'm like, yeah, no problem. And then the next day, same thing. Hey, can I get a ride? That's all he says. That's his fucking opener. Can I get a ride? That's charming as fuck. And I called him on it the second time because I didn't know this. I didn't know this fucking guy. I gave him a ride the first time because, hey, I'm a nice guy. I can, I don't mind driving somebody once if they're cool. Maybe I'll make a friend or something. If they're good company, I will hang out with them. And if that involves driving them a little bit out of my way, fine. But then the next day, he's like, hey, can I get a ride? Uh, and I was like, you fucking mooch. And I, I gave, like, I was, not, I was like kidding a little bit. I was like, you're a fucking mooch. And he handled that well. Like, he didn't get defensive. He just, like, was very, he just smiled. I was like, okay, as long as you know that you're kind of being a mooch, fine, I'll give you another ride. And he didn't chip in gas money or anything like that. And it just started to piss me off the way that he kind of got a little bit comfortable asking me for rides. And the next day he hits me up. Can I get a, what are you doing? Can I get a, and, <laughs> and I was like, fine. Yeah, I guess it's, I'd, I'll go to this mic with you. We'll drive across town like 15, 20 miles, literally at least that. Fuck it. I'll go out of my way during rush hour to pick you up to go to this mic. Cause it is more fun to do mics with somebody else. And, uh, so, okay. It's an, ex it gives me the motivation to do the mic too, if I'm going with somebody else, I'm helping somebody else out with their comedy pursuit, not career. It's not, they don't fuck. I don't have a, neither of us had a career have, I don't have a career. It's a hobby. I'm fully comfortable saying that it's only a hobby or else I would probably try harder if it was a career. Uh, if I didn't bring my phone on stage every set, I would probably be getting more gigs. Anywho, so he uh, got very like comfortable using my car as if it was like his, 
and he kept like slapping the top of the the fucking roof. It's a hard shell convertible. He kept like running his fucking hand and like slapping it with his fingertips, like making this metallic noise. Like, and I was like, dude, I didn't say anything. I just was like, I just absorbed, because I'm a very like not nice, but I'm I I don't like confrontation. I don't like telling people, can you please not touch my car with your fucking hand greasy hands it's like i don't do that i don't i don't even do that you're doing that to my fucking property that was the first thing he did to my car that pissed me off and then what really started what this is the second thing he did there's many things holy shit uh he made me stop a million times to get like cigarettes and stuff so like he really took advantage of my generosity and then he kept uh closing the door by using the window the fucking he fucking got his paw prints on the window and left a smudge you're not supposed to close a door by the fucking window you're supposed to close it by the door using the actual metal the door not the weak glass so that drives me nuts and then i have to wipe off the fingerprints which are very noticeable and I don't do that. And I, I, and that's the first thing that bugged me out of many things. And then he slammed the trunk when he put food in the back. He fucking slammed it. You're not supposed to slam the fucking trunk. That fucking angers me to the point of like, I don't even know. That's like, like, I want, like, I hate this guy after, <laughs> after he slammed my fucking trunk. I read the manual to my car. I res I like my car. I actually treat it like I kind of respect it. It's mine. It's not like so. If I'm not even doing that, whoa, is that gonna piss me off when somebody else does something you're not supposed to do? Uh, that's about it. And he just didn't stop asking for rides. I finally said, "Yo, I'm doing my own thing today. I'm not giving you a ride." He's like, "Whoa, man, why?" And like, and I asked him, "Are you gonna give me some gas money?" And then he. And he said, yeah. And then I, I was like, okay, can you give me 10 bucks? He's like, 10 bucks? I was like, do you think gas is fucking free, bitch? So he didn't give me 10 bucks. He only gave me five bucks because he's fucking broke. So, and then he asked if he could drive my car because he wanted to stop and get fucking some bullshit at the store. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So this guy's not a very nice person. Like, like, I, I, like, I don't like to use words, but like, this guy is not somebody I particularly like anymore. It didn't take long for me to realize that there's no pretend, there's no like simpatico. We don't have much in common. He's only using me. Uh, he's only being a freeloader, and it's not fun to share your car and resources literally i was paying for him i was paying money on gas and food that he never paid me back for uh it's really not fun to be in the position where if something happens they can't pay you back like if i did let him drive my car which would be pretty dumb thank god i'm not that much of a pushover at this age uh and, and something happened he wouldn't pay me back so it sucks hanging out with broke people. I don't have any disrespect for people that can't afford to be here, but I don't feel entitled or obligated to share my fucking resources with somebody that ain't able to 
lift themselves up like it ain't able to fucking make it here it's not a cheap city i'm sorry that you want to be a fucking comedian and you want to get some of that fucking attention and status chasing clout chasing narcissist uh that's why most people do comedy they don't do it because they like doing it they they want to do it because they want to be famous and this guy kept saying oh who did you know anyone did you meet anyone fam-? like and he used okay i'm done talking about this guy it's just like you know like he had he has some ability to show to be aware that he's showing that he's that i don't like what he's doing but then I gave him another chance, and he only gave me five bucks for gas. That doesn't even cover the food that I that I that I spotted him. Waterburger, fuck that place. He asked if he could smoke in my cars. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I don't know. I got like, and it was so awkward, like driving with him, because like he it was became clear that he was only using me for the car for transportation. We had nothing in common, and so it was just a lot of dead silence. Just this dude in my car. Just okay, you're in my car, so you're not gonna try to like make conversation or anything. It's like I'm just your Uber driver that you don't pay. You fucking <laughs> okay. So I spent about nine minutes going on that subject. I, so the bottom line is like instead of just making this all about just ranting about somebody I hate, <laughs> I gotta get better at saying no to people, man. Like I something about me the way i was raised or something i like i guess i'm just kind of a pushover like like people say shit to my face that's insulting like they make fucking jokes that are not funny and they're not they just are just like okay i don't i'm not gonna laugh that's not funny and it's just it's at my expense so what do you want me to I'm in, I'm in my, like, I'm, I'm not young. I'm not like a 22 year old. I don't really like being the butt of the joke all the time. I could take a joke. I did kill Tony and they were making jokes at my expense. I took them like a fucking champ because they were professional roasters. That's a little different when they're higher status than me. I could take a joke. And I don't, I don't like doing that to other people i don't like bullying people but you have to at least make a face that shows hey you're doing like you don't have to say anything when somebody's doing that uh i could just make a i could just not react just showing a blank look is enough to communicate that i don't like what you're doing but oh, i'm oh i'm such a fucking pushover that i usually just smile politely if somebody does that i go like yeah, like I don't communicate any rejection because I don't like being rejected myself and I got to get better at taking rejection too. That's another thing that, that I'm a fucking pussy about. I'm bad at taking any form of social rejection. Like if somebody I respect doesn't give respect back to me, that fucking hurts, obviously. But I got to get, be- get better at not being liked. Why? Because I'm not likable, A, not trying to be likable. I like some people, and I want some people to like me, and I've made, I've already decided who those people are. It's, it's about point zero zero one per, it's, it's like one out of a million people that I actually want respect from, so I gotta remember that it doesn't fucking matter if not everybody respects, and also there's gonna be people that don't, that, fucking hate me 
the longer I expose myself to the community, the comedy world, if I really put myself out there, I'm going to get a lot of like haters. And that's a word that I don't like you. That's a, it's a word that's, it's kind of like a pussy uh, victim mentality thing to say. Like, Oh, I have haters. Um, I don't really, that's just what I, that's just the closest thing. That's just the best word for it. Um, I want fans, but there's going to be people that just fucking resent the shit out of me and actively fucking talk shit about me on the internet and all that shit because I'm not a fucking woke piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not like an ass. I'm not like a pussy cunt cock who just says whatever everyone wants to hear. I don't say like, oh, fuck Russia. We got to support another country that has people that look exactly the same that I don't know anything about. We got to just automatically support whatever the current thing is. And I don't fucking do that in that sense. I'm not a pushover when it comes to like following trends. I don't always do that. I moved to Austin. I guess that makes me a trendy. That makes me a fucking cuck tater tot, but I was only leaving Chicago. I only came here because it made sense. It just made sense. Texas, okay, I'll, it's it's better than Chicago, I think. I hope. I think it is. There's less bigotry here. There's still a lot of fucking openly bigoted people here, and I hate them for being that. But also, but I have to. What can I do? You're allowed to be a bigot. You're allowed to reject people just on their ideas. And whenever somebody does that on the left or the right, like if somebody runs a coffee shop and is anti-abortion, for example, which is a great example today, uh, people will go on Reddit and tell you not to go to their business. Don't support this coffee shop. One of the owners is very against abortion rights. It's like, okay, how's the coffee? I don't give a fuck. That makes me want to go there. To, like there's some people that actually agree with that and are not just on the the woke agenda fucking npc fucking pre-programmed i will just follow whatever is is most popular the most popular opinion i don't do that i want to go to this coffee shop if they're anti i don't give a fuck if they're anything if they're pro-abortion okay still do they hate me for being not that then i'll fucking drink their coffee <laughs> god damn it fucking pisses me off man these fucking so the the bottom line is on top of what i the the first point that i went on a rant about was about how i gotta be less of a pushover and learn how to say no to people and sniff out when they're just using me for something and uh self-respect i gotta gain self-respect I'm really struggling with that. I've been that way for pretty much my whole life. I think it's just the way I was raised. I don't know, man. It's, it goes deep. It cuts deep. And I want to go to this coffee shop. I go, I go to this other coffee shop where I love it. It's a very good atmosphere, I guess. It's, not, it's okay. It's, it's whatever. It's an outdoor patio coffee shop. And I found my drink is uh, I prefer a cortado with almond milk it's fucking delicious dog that's my drink 
And I don't know, man. Like, I don't like when the barista doesn't say anything besides the most minimum required to do their job. I get that the economy is bullshit right now, but if they just go, okay, what do you want? And I say politely, my order, almond milk cortado, and they say nothing. They don't say thank you. And then I say thank you when I get the thing, and they just say nothing. They just go, yeah, get out of here. It's like, fuck you, man. I'm not going to give you a tip if you do that. I like to tip people if they deserve it. I'm one of those guys. I'm I'm the guy who only tips if you actually are nice. Is that so much to... I don't know, man. I don't know. I love coffee. I wish I had some right now. It's over there. I'm not going to fucking get up and get it. I'm not going to pause the episode just to get coffee because I don't edit this. That's why like, I, I've never edited a single thing of this, epi- of this podcast. I should probably. There's a lot of... There's a, I, I, uh, I don't like dead air. I like dead air on stage. I'm starting to enjoy the tension of, of silence when you tell a joke or when you're just setting up a joke and there's like a lot of slow silence and then you hit the punchline and then you get that release. You don't always have to be worried about silence on stage. It's fun, actually. I'm starting to crave open mics with shitty crowds because that's what open mics are for. Open mics are not to stroke your ego. You don't do an open mic because it's a hot room. You do an open mic to see what happens, to see if you could get through it without feeling worse about yourself than when you got there. That's why I do it. You know, I test out material at open mics, but I don't fucking care if it's a dead room. I'm starting to actually crave that going up in a dead room and seeing if I could actually get the few people there to laugh. That's way more fun than seeing if I could just maintain the energy that's already positive. I don't fucking care. That's what shows are for. And I'm starting to uh, want to actually do shows and be a professional. And I need to start rehearsing out like my jokes. I got to start rehearsing off stage. I hate that I can't remember my own jokes i it's fucking really amateur i'm good at writing new premises like i could think of funny shit every night i could probably think of like a new at least a minute of of new premises i'm not gonna call them jokes they're not finished yet but they have i know where the punchlines are i know what a punchline is and how many i have in each each joke for the most part before I even do them. But that doesn't mean you have a joke yet. It doesn't mean you have material yet. Cause just because it's on paper, that ain't, that's not what stand-up is. Stand-up is the fucking, it's, it's what it is when it comes out of your mouth. You don't have any material until you know what it sounds like on stage. You could think of something super funny, but yet it's not a joke yet until you've done it on stage. So anyway, uh, and I don't fucking rehearse. Why? Why? Because it feels like doing homework, like standing in front of a mirror and going like, okay, what's that one? Okay, epilepsy. That's right. I I, I have epilepsy. I don't like to talk about it too much because I like to drive and the DMV doesn't know. Don't tell them, please. 
because that's where I get my whole social life from is just driving, you know, just talking to other cars and like, going like that. Like, you could go now. Like, oh, sorry. That's a that's a premise. That's a joke, I guess. I've done it before. I know it's I know it's a joke. I'm sick of doing. See, that's the thing. I'll never be a professional comedian or stand-up comedian because I just hate myself. I hate my own jokes if I've already done them, even once. Like I did a premise. I did a joke at an open mic last Sunday a week ago. I'm recording this at 5 a.m., by the way. Man, is my sleep schedule abysmal. I did a prem- I did a joke that already that I guess is a new joke, and it did, and I fucking was in the right mindset, and it fucking felt so good for the first time in a long time. I was like, "Holy shit, that's right! I could do this. I could be funny in the moment." Like I started off with just like pre-written lines about how. I voted for Hillary in 2016, and then I started going on YouTube, and I slowly decided that I don't hate Trump anymore. Now I like everything he's ever done, and a lot of women don't like Trump, but who cares? I don't listen to women. Like, why would you? They're barely allowed to vote. And then that got a reaction, and then somebody was like, what? And I, and I was like, see, that's the only thing I know about the Constitution, is that there's one thing wrong with it. And that was a riff. And I was referring to the 19th Amendment. I was like, yeah, there's one thing I don't like about that thing. And then someone was like, what? And I was like, okay, two things. And then I just let the silence, and I just waited a little bit. And I was like, I like to let people read between the lines. You could guess which ones I don't like. And that's a little bit of a... That's the type of comedy I fucking love is where you kind of have to know a little bit about what I'm talking about to get what I'm talking about. I was referring to the fucking Constitution, how there's two amendments amendments I don't like. Because I was in character. I was doing my persona. My evil persona. And I guess what I was referring to... Well, I know what I was referring to. Not to spell it out, but the one, the other amendment would be slavery. If you're going by what the character was projecting, of course, the two amendments I wouldn't like are the right to vote for women and the one that freed the slaves. I assume that would be the, what I was fucking doing, and it did well. I'm not saying I killed, but for an open mic, yeah, I guess that's pretty much as good as you could do what I did up there. Because I remembered from the last episode that if you have a persona it becomes a lot easier to write jokes you don't even have to fuck you could just do it on stage so i wrote that those things i just said on stage about the amendments and how i don't like two of them and why listen to women they're barely allowed to vote donald trump i love everything he's done i used to hate him like when he put out the fuck it, when they he got in trouble or he, he didn't get in trouble, but people talk shit about how he looked at the eclipse without sunglasses. I was like, what an idiot. Like, I did that too, but he's the president. He should know better. I used to fucking not like him because of stories like that. Like, isn't, doesn't he know you're not supposed to look at the eclipse without, look how dumb he is. Meanwhile, I did the same fucking thing. Uh, and then I did a mic on, uh, Monday. 
which usually I would bomb at, but I had a really good set for some reason. I just knew how to do it. I knew how to adjust my energy to the outdoor patio, which this place was also on. You know how I feel about patios. Well, it's fun. It's possible to have fun on a patio if you go in with the right mentality and the right energy. And I yelled. I just started my set by going, what's up? Come on. How we do it? Like I just yelled to get them to pay attention. And then I went into material and it ended so strong. It was such a, like I actually, it felt so much like how a show feels. It was like I had to wait for them to finish laughing. But I also did all, but whatever. Who cares what material I did? That doesn't matter. The point is, is that I did well, and I'm starting to remember or learn again how to actually do well enough where I actually feel like I'm doing as good as I should. Like potential, I'm reaching my potential again as an open micer. So I'm starting to want to go on do shows. Like I'm starting to feel more ready for shows. Not all the time, but like I can't. The problem is I don't have an act. I just fucking bring my phone on stage. Go okay. Next is this joke. Next is this joke. Fucking horrible. It's it's embarrassing. And I'm gonna just I if I really want to be a stand up, which I guess I do. I have to rehearse my jokes off stage to the point where I can remember them without having to look at my fucking phone. I hate it. But I'm funny and I, I know that I could be pretty damn hilarious when when I'm actually working hard and working at it. I've been doing it so much, so often, like almost every night. And it's starting to become I'm starting to become excited for the next day it's like okay i got some i'm ready i'm i'm excited to go on stage more than i am anxious that's a good sign like i used to just be like oh fuck i'm almost up and then the feeling of walking up to the stage that should be when you're at your most excited not when you shouldn't be dreading getting up to the stage they could tell if you're not comfortable you should be excited to take that mic out of the stand and get into your shit and not look flustered and not look like, oh, I have to do this. No, it should be, it's your time to shine. And I am capable of, of doing well. It's just, it took me a long time to remember how to do it and like to have the confidence. Because I'm not a fucking delusional person. I, I actually know my own limitations. I know how good I am at something. I have been doing it for long enough to know that there's people way better at it than me. And I also know that there's people worse at it than me. So if I see somebody else doing well, it doesn't always fluster me as much as it used to. If I see somebody doing well and I know that I'm up next, I just go, okay, big whoop. I'm also fucking good at this, and I'm good at it in a different way. So I don't give a fuck what that guy's doing. I'm not going to do anything close to that. I'm going to do my own fucking thing, and I'm going to do it well. Anyway, but I had to take a day off 
First of all, because there was nothing going on. Second of all, because it's super hot out. Third of all, because it's Saturday. It was Saturday. I took Saturday off. I slept. And I don't like going out on Saturdays because it's nuts, man. People are crazy in this fucking city, dog. I like Sundays. That's my favorite day. Because it's easy, leisurely driving, not as much road rage, not as much danger. <laughs> and I could sense danger. So I needed a day off to recuperate because I'm an introvert. I am so much an introvert that it's not even... Like I get people wear me down. The things people say to me, like people slam in my trunk that they're not barely even my friend and I hate them. For even just the fact that they're in my car is enough to bother me. The fact that they're disrespecting it and like leaning up against it and uh, all that bullshit, not fucking throwing down for gas, that really wears me down. And it like actually like affects me and makes me feel really bad that I'm letting people do that to me. And it's, you know, it's something I can, I'll get over. It's not, the, not that big of a thing. God forbid somebody like actually like fucks with me. I feel like that's not even as bad. If somebody like actually bothers, like does something really bad to me, I just laugh it off. Like if a woman, like like if a woman just comes up to me and says, "Oh, I know you. You're you're sexist." That is so like ridiculous that is funny to me, and that's happened before. But it, I took it as like. A joke. I was just like, oh, okay, person I've never talked to in my life. You th you're saying I'm sexist? That's kind of hot. And I was like, oh, we're, you're, are you hitting on me? Anyway, that was like over, it was a long time ago. And I handled it pretty well. And she, who gives a fuck? Fuck her. Fuck these female comics. <laughs> they're so bad. They're so bad. Not at comedy. That's, that's a given. That goes without saying that they're bad at comedy. They're bad people. A lot of them are bad fucking people and they're vengeful and narcissistic and they hate men more than I hate women. I don't hate them as women. I hate their personalities and their behavior when it's bad. If they're just minding their own business, I don't give a fuck. I don't hate somebody just because they're a woman. But it's such a fucking common... It's just... It's, a, it's true. Most female comics hate men. And I don't like interacting with them. I don't like the way that they have a bunch of, that they fuck, that, they, <laughs> that they're polyamorous, that they, they feel like they're the victim. It's like, okay, well, do something else if you don't like being in a male-dominated art form. I mean, they feel like they have to say all the time how uncomfortable and unsafe they feel around men. Well, I'll protect you. I can I have a gun on me at pretty much every all the time. There's very rare cases that I don't have a gun on me and I'm starting to get so used to having it that I don't like to be without it. And I've never had to use it obviously. I've never had to show it to anybody. It's just on me. It's just there. It's part of my wardrobe. And I love doing stand up with a gun on me because you feel fucking safe and it's legal and nobody fucking cares nobody gets in your face about it they don't know that i have it it blends in it's hard to tell that i have it it's concealed 
But if I have to, I could just be like, fucking back off, motherfucker. Whatever. I don't know. I just, just sometimes you have to defend yourself. And I would protect a woman comic if she didn't feel safe walking to her car. I would be like, yeah, I'll walk with you. I'm short. I'm small. But I'm walking with the energy of somebody with a loaded gun. So that kind of wards people off. Just the energy level. Just the way that I carry myself shows that I'm not to be fucked with. And it, it's true. People don't fuck with you if you have an energy that says, don't fuck with me fucking awesome (laughs) but they fucking hate men and they hate republicans it's fucking disgusting and pisses me off because it's hack not because i you know if if every other comic that went on stage didn't talk about how they hate republicans so much maybe it would be fresh and, and a little bit like uh okay that's cool that's that's an interesting take not liking people that you disagree with but since it's so prevalent and, and fucking everyone does it, it makes me kind of not like them. It's like, okay, so you're a bigot. That's your fucking take. That's your joke. That's your point of view. Bigotry? I mean, mine is too, but I'm doing it to be funny. You're just doing it because you actually hate Republic. Okay. Hilarious. Because I could actually make bigoted uh, liberals laugh. I'm actually so funny <laughs> that my jokes actually make SJW women with blue hair laugh because I'm actually funny. They don't agree with me uh, for voting Republican, but I could make them laugh with my jokes about voting Republican. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's why I do it. I wouldn't do jokes about voting for Trump if it wasn't funny. I would not. I would immediately stop doing it. But that's the shit I like doing. Holy shit. So I slept so much today, and I still feel like crap. Like I exercised, and that made me feel a little bit better. But I am not energized right now. I am feeling like dick, but I'm excited to uh, to do something later tonight in about 13, in about 16 hours will be the time that the open mics that I'm doing will happen. Anyway, we got a lot more to talk about. That was just the part of the episode that I did not plan on talking about. I did talk about some things that I want to talk about. Like, cause some people, like, cause I, I was referring to a specific open mic that somebody said I should do that I didn't want to do because it's a shitty one and I just didn't feel like it. They were like, oh, you should go. It's a hot room. It's a hot crowd. I was like, I don't fucking care if it's a hot crowd. I like, I don't go to open mics because to feel good. I don't know. It just rubbed, it just bothered me that this guy thought I was at the level of comedy where I was so desperate for a good crowd. No, dude, I like a challenge. I like a dead crowd that doesn't want to be there sometimes. I mean, actually, if they don't want to be there, they, yeah, that's not really that fun. But if they're there and they're watching, okay, that's perfect. If they're actually facing the stage, but not laughing, but paying attention, perfect. That's a time for me to actually feel like a comedian or a a good comedian, because that's what it takes to win them over is somebody who's actually good at this. So I just don't like when people assume that I'm so new at this that they're going to like be like, yeah, like I give a fuck. (laughs) 
I don't know, man. So many comics that that are here for the like just moving here still uh, that have only been doing comedy for like a month, and they're talking to me like I'm at their level, and they're giving me advice. It's like, dude, you're not in the position to give me advice, you fucking fuck face, dude. But I just take it. I just smile and go, yeah, yeah. You're just as equipped. <laughs> We're the same. I mean, obviously, they look at me as a fucking failure for being at the same open mic as them nine years into comedy. It's like, how are you still doing open mics if you've been doing it for nine years? It's like, well, because I read off my phone and I don't network. Fucking hate networking. I hate just going up to people just because they run. Feels gross. I'm an introvert. I respect the fact that it looks gross. To go up to somebody only because they could give you something, I fucking don't do that. If you could be an introvert who's also very good at comedy and is getting shows because they actually deserve it, that is a beautiful thing because it's rare. It's fucking rare to be an introvert, good at comedy, and actually getting shows. That's so fucking unusual because... Those are competing ideas. The idea of having people want to give you opportunities yet being afraid to talk to them and ask for those opportunities is a conflicting thing. So there are a few comedians that are hitting it right now. They're just fucking hitting their stride that are introverted weirdos yet very funny. And that's what comedy, that's the best you could get. You have to really want it, though. So I don't know, man. I just don't like going up to somebody and be like, hey, can I get on your... Sh it's the grossest fucking sentence. I couldn't even say it even off, even on this podcast. I, I can't say the words, hey, can I get on your show? It's the grossest. Because <laughs> I don't fucking want to do it that bad. I don't want to do somebody's show that bad where it's worth... Um, putting myself in that position. I'd rather just keep grinding at the open mics. I love, I'm good at doing four minute sets. But I got to get used to people actively hating me because I have controversial ideas. I'm a truth teller. I don't just say what other people want to hear, I say what's actually true. And people hate those people, especially on Twitter, man. And that brings me to the to one of the main topics of the episode, and that is that, uh, Kevin Samuels passed away. Very, I don't want to say controversial. He's a very good YouTuber. <laughs> He's somebody that I was a big fan of. He was in the manosphere. He was in, the, in a certain region of the internet that exposed a truth in dating in women, in men, in happiness, just life. He was not afraid to talk about what a lot of people don't like to hear, especially uh, women of a certain age in a certain part of their life, single moms, you know, women that are not quite doing as well as they want in the dating world. He gave them... Tough love. He was a mentor. He was a dating. He was a coach, a life coach. If 
you're not familiar, he would tell people. I don't know. Just what I got out of it was that if you're a, if you're in your thirties, forties, if you got kids, if you're a single mom, you're only gonna be able to catch a certain level dude, and it's not gonna be who you want. I'm sorry. That, that's just how it is. You're not going to be able to get a millionaire, six foot six NBA player, because he don't want you. He's already got plenty of women knocking on his door, beating his door down to impreg to get impregnated. He doesn't want somebody who's already been impregnated by four different dudes. I mean, isn't that pretty obvious? I don't know. I guess not. And he would just tell that to people especially mostly women that would call him up and be like, man, why can't I get a man that I want? It's like, because they don't want you. You're not providing anything. They're not going to fucking share their lives with you when they could get somebody better. They're going to use you up. They're going to fuck you and dunk you in the hoop uh, and hopefully use a condom so they don't have to see you ever again and pay child support. Fuck that shit. Always use a condom. And this is with somebody that you're married to. Or if you're anti-marriage, whatever. I don't know. Then you can't. Whatever, man. You could get. You could knock up whoever you want to knock up. Me, personally, I use a condom. I don't even want to fuck most people. I don't even want to fuck the women that want to fuck me in the first place. Compared to some women, I'm, t I'm out of their league. Believe it or I mean, I got to tell myself that. I'm telling myself that. I don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. There are some women that are... Not good enough for, to fuck me. <laughs> Even like in the sense that I'm just fucking them and that's it. Like, a, like not paying for anything. Like they come to me, fuck me, and I never see them again. Even that I'm too good for. Because it hurts. It hurts to just be used for dick and for my physical energy, for my sex. For, which I'm good at. I'm good at sharing my bed. And that's it's a loving thing to do. Michael Jackson was right when he said, one of the nicest things you could do with somebody is share your bed with them. And some people are not worthy of that. So I got to tell myself that I'm of a certain value. And it because it, it hurts me to be used like that. Even as a man, men have feelings. They do. They don't have a lot of support systems. Uh, and it fucking hurts when somebody just like wants to like kind of like seduces me and like tells me what I want to hear only because they want my perfect shaped Italian blessed curvature, whatever you want to call it. I, got, I don't know. So that's that's just something that Kevin Samuels talks about a lot is like, why would you? expect anyway bitches are fucking dumb they think that they've they des like they think that they're like a princess they think they be they'll be they belong in a fairy tale and they think if they just wait long enough some prince charming from the nba court is gonna notice them and be like oh like fall in love like beauty and the beast and let them live in their castle with them it's like that ain't gonna happen so he was just all he was doing was telling them, yo, you're not as hot as you think. 
Lower your expectations if you want to find a man. Take not whatever you could get, but take what is most reasonable. If you want happiness, this is how you get it. So that's all he did. That's pretty much all he was trying to do. And it came from a place of love and self-improvement. It didn't come from a place of, oh, I hate, I hate women. So when he died, people celebrated his death and called him a misogynist and all that bullshit because they didn't get the memo. They didn't get what he was doing. And that's unfortunate, but you could say the same thing about MLK. You could say the same thing about a lot of historical people that had a message that was very good and high quality, but they got assassinated or whatever. And Kevin didn't get assassinated, but he—it's very—I was very shocked to hear that he died so suddenly, man. Because he was the type of person that you th I thought would live forever. Because he was so together as a person. But you can't predict a heart attack. You know, he had cancer, whatever. So the point is, is fuck those assholes who danced on his grave the second he died. They're scum of the earth. And just because you disagree with somebody doesn't mean you should be happy when they die. I don't get happy when people died on the, on the far left. If AOC died, that wouldn't make me happy. Um, if Hillary died, that wouldn't make me happy. So people are fucking scum fucks. <laughs> I don't care what side of the political agenda you're on. Don't be a fucking asshole to people that you disagree with. How about that? I'm sick of bigotry. It's not my fault that I chose truth over, uh, feelings. That's what Ben Shapiro says. Facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah. That's why he's so popular because there are, it feels like it's not popular because all you see is the people that hated him, Kevin Samuels. On Twitter, if you Google him or if you go on Twitter, all that came up was about how he's an asshole and, and that we're happy that he's dead. But he did have millions of fans that you don't hear about. So as much as truth is unpopular, there actually are a lot of people that like it. And I, I have to find those people. And man, is it fucking hard being somebody that caters to truth. And I don't know, man, comedy, the type of comedy I do, which is very good when it's good, it's great. Like, but not everyone's going to get it. And they're going to, they're going to hate me for it. The ones that don't. But I just have to tell myself, fuck those people. Find the people to, that are that like me. Stick with them. I don't have to. I don't give a fuck if I'm not liked it by everyone at an open mic. It's fucking people I fucking don't like at open mics. They just talk about how they hate white people. Um, cause I, and I'm an introvert. I'm respectful of other people's ideas. I don't just talk for the sake of talking. If I'm in a circle of people and they're all fucking going back at chiming in, talking over each other, I don't do that. I sit there. I take it in. I wait for something that actually is interesting to say. I wait until I actually have something to say. <sighs> so anyway, I got to gain self-respect. And I'm not going to go much longer because I'm exhausted right now. I, I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs>
Why am I exhausted? Because it's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day, and I don't have a good relationship with my mom. We talk about it once a month, and we usually talk for a long time, and nothing really happens that makes me feel good in those long conversations. Like, I'll tell her all about what I'm doing. The only thing that she is interested in is, like, you know, very mundane things like how's, how's your house, what color paint did you, like, just very, my very minutiae, small things that I don't, that I, that are not interesting to me. She will get excited about that, about very, uh, you know, minor things that don't matter. And if I try to talk about something that I'm interested in, she'll just kind of tune out and not say anything back. Just go, mm -hmm, yeah, cool. So anyway, yeah, so I don't have a good relationship with her. And I, anytime I talk about comedy with her, it goes nowhere. And it's really bad for my it puts me in a bad mood for like a whole week, if not longer. It just makes me like, why the fuck did I tell her all that about how I'm doing well and how I am? I should like I always learn, and I always knew this that she's a narcissist and she just looks at me as her baby kid. And you know, so it's really a bad idea to talk about my goals with her because she's not going to encourage them. All she cares about is if I'm alive and not dying i guess because she's she just looks at me as her kid she doesn't care about me reaching my potential as an adult so it's not very good and i can only handle talking to her for once every month or so and i'm trying and maybe i think that's too often because all i'm doing is feeling like i got my soul sucked out of me and so that just puts me in a bad mood and it's isolating, and it sucks that I can't don't have a relationship with my parents. Uh, they're both kind of narcissists a little bit on the narcissistic spectrum, and it's horrible. I think it spread to me. I think I inherited some of it, and I'm, I don't like that about myself. I like to encourage people to reach their full potential. I don't try to just go oh am i proud of you like that's it i don't care if my parents are proud of me anyway <laughs> so i gotta do something about my sleep quality because i haven't been smoking weed i've been doing the microdosing of the mushrooms i took a little bit of mushroom tea right before this episode i don't feel anything so i don't i don't think i did it right or they're just not very good mushrooms i feel absolutely nothing Usually I feel something. Anyway, so but that, so I haven't been smoking weed, and it's been horrible for my sleep quality. I dream all fucking night. I wake up feeling like shit. <laughs> and that's my reason for not being funny all the time. It's hard to be in a funny mood when you physically feel bad. So I'm afraid of what the diagnosis... I'm afraid of knowing what the medical community will prescribe me for that i'm not gonna take ambien i don't know man life is tough like as much as people think that like that i'm i can't complain because i have more resources than them they could suck a fat fucking cock because just because i have a little bit more money or a little bit of money which 
Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. I still have problems. I still have really bad mental <laughs> health. Anyway, so I'll end by saying that I'm doing a booked comedy gig, a paid comedy gig in in uh, Houston. For the first time, I am going to actually try to make it to Houston without my car breaking down because my Tesla is unpredictable. So I'm going to take the Tesla. It's in a week. It's 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 this Saturday. I'm nervous more than I'm excited because it's a paid gig. It's not just a guest spot. Started as a guest spot, and then they were like, hey, the guy dropped out. Do you want to do a full pay spot? And I was like, I'm not going to say no, but I'm not good at doing real sets. So I'm going in with a very low expectation. I'm going to try to get better at it, at remembering my material, and I appreciate the gig. It's exciting to do a real set, to do to be booked for a real road gig. But it's just, I just know I'm not going to do that. I know I'm not going to do that well. I just know myself. But I'm going to try to get ready for it in the next week by doing open mics, by rehearsing off stage. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to try to to rehearse my jokes. I fucking hate doing that. I fucking hate, hate it so much. But I'm the only one at my level in, in who's been doing it for this long that doesn't know their own that doesn't do that doesn't have material. I don't have a 10 minute set. I could barely even do a minute when I did kill Tony without looking at my phone. And I hated the jokes that I did at the minute. I have a new minute that I could do that's probably way better. And if I actually rehearse it and do it with confidence, I think it would go better. But enough about me complaining about how I suck at comedy, the thing I moved here for. I think that covers most of what I wanted to talk about. Rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. This has been episode 28 of the Tim Weichselbaum Show. And I guess my new stage name is Timmy Gusto, which I'm still not quite in love with. But it's the best thing I've thought of so far. And I'm not using the old one. I'm not using Tim.com anymore because that's old and it's 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 not original. It's uh, I stole it from Kim.com and he's not relevant. It doesn't matter. I'm not using Tim. It's old. I need a new stage name and Timmy Gusto is what I'm using. And hopefully they don't edit my Kill Tony episode because they do edit it a lot. And I hope they leave it uncut whatever you can't complain it's not my show but anyway i'll see you guys next week hope you are all healthy and motivated and that's it